Friends, the 13th chapter of the letter uh, to the Hebrews invites us to offer a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. In your workplace, in your family, in your neighborhood, are you able to confess Jesus' name? What is the greatest victory you've had in that situational moment where others were clearly not Christians or maybe not inclined to listen to God as the direction of their life or they were literally going against God's wishes? What is the greatest victory where you have declared and proclaimed the name of Jesus as the Savior of the world? I had a conversation today with a, an old friend of ours. We haven't seen him for a while. He came to our wedding. We've seen each other once in the last couple of decades. And we gathered because one of the college friends is um, suffering pancreatic cancer. And it's making all of the friends consider our mortality. This particular friend was Christian, but he hasn't practiced much. He hasn't read the Bible in a long time. He hasn't attended church in a long time. And we had an opportunity to speak about God and the importance of having God at the center of our lives, even if for over two decades that hasn't happened. How do we invite others to this great adventure that it is to live our life aligned with God? Paul, or the writer of the letter to the Hebrews, says, do what is good and share what you have. Obey your leaders. The leaders will have to give an account. I get so much comfort and satisfaction knowing that even if the leaders around us are not good leaders, they will have to give an account and that we obey God first as our leader and that the leaders that are going the wrong way, we do not have to obey. May the God of peace, says the writer of this letter, furnish you with all that is good, that you may do his will, and may he carry out in you what is pleasing to him through Jesus. God is looking for us to be his vehicles, to be open to his word, to be open to his nudges as he moves us in the direction of bringing the kingdom of God to earth. Let us be open. Let our lips open to confess his name. Let us dive deeper into the uh, responsorial psalm, which is a well-known one. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. Perhaps this is one that you have practiced memorizing. It's an easier one because you see this so many places, in funerals, in weddings, in uh, first communions. The Lord is my shepherd. He guides us. He guides the way. He guides us through the dark valley. And because of that, we fear no evil because he is at our side. That is one of the beautiful verses that we can remember. Because you are at my side, Lord, I fear no evil. And goodness and kindness follow us all the days of our lives. We dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. In the middle of the marketplace, in the middle of our daily life, are we able to stand up as the writer of the letter to the Hebrews tells us? We come to the letter then, from, from this letter and this psalm, to the gospel on Mark 6. The apostles gather together with Jesus, and they report what they have done and taught, because Jesus sent them two by two, remember? 
He said, "Come away by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while." When God sends us on mission, He also expects us to rest. He has six days for action and one day for rest. Are we doing that? Are we trying our best to take the Lord's day on on the Sabbath on Sunday as a day of rest? There are great blessings if we actually leave that day for worship, for recreation, for family time. People were coming in great numbers, and they had no opportunity to even eat. So they go off by themselves to a deserted place. People saw them leaving, and many came to know about it. They hastened there, says Mark, on foot from all the towns, and arrived there. When Jesus disembarked and saw the vast crowd, his heart was moved with pity, for they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. We talk about emotions in the Bible in this podcast. In Jesus being moved by pity gives us a sense of the movement of the heart that we are looking to have to imitate our Lord. We want to look around us and be able to be nudged in the direction of God's calling. How do we help those that are around us? Right now, one of my children is not feeling well. He's been in bed, secluded, quarantined for the last few days because he's run down. Part of it has been studying really hard. Part of it is this mode of working that has been really hard on us mentally. Last year of college, last semester of college, difficult not to see any friends. So sometimes we feel ran down from just an emotional and mental fatigue. And Jesus invites us to come away by ourselves to a deserted place. How do we do this right now when we can't go places? How do we find a deserted place in our own homes? I think my son needed that moment. He needs to just have good food and rest and recompose his inner self as he finishes off in the oddest of ways without seeing some of his friends that are far away, Czechoslovakia, Argentina. They weren't able to come back. He doesn't know if he'll ever see them again. Um, he doesn't know if there's going to be a graduation. So all of us are wondering and pondering in these difficult times. There's been many difficult times in the history of the world. And Jesus, for these 2,000 years since his arrival amongst us, has been saying, come away to a deserted place. Maybe it is a walk in the park. It's our deserted place. Maybe it's a bubble bath. It's a deserted place. Maybe it's a quiet moment with our spouse or a co-worker on a virtual call. Maybe it's a phone call with a friend. Maybe it's listening to some beautiful music and just finding a moment of rest in the midst of all of this. Let us go to the throne. Father Almighty, we are weary. We are mentally weary. We are emotionally weary. We are physically weary. We need your presence, and we are so grateful that you walked amongst that you walk amongst us today, that you invite us to a place of rest, that you gather us, that you feed us, that you invite us to a deeper relationship in the middle of hardship. Allow us, Father, to see within ourselves your presence flourishing so that others can find you, Father, that they can find you in us, that they can reach out to you through our presence. Allow us to show up in the marketplace, in the neighborhood, in the family gatherings, whether virtual or isolated, uh, six feet apart, that we are all able to feel you and be your presence for the world. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Welcome to The Inner Room, 
a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the Inner Room Emotions in the Bible, and we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.